Welcome to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. Together, we will journey through self-discovery and fulfillment in life. Here's your host, Jan Jones. Hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to The Good Good Life. I am your hostess with the mostest. Just kidding, Jan Jones, and I am really, really happy to be with you once again on the show that talks about how we really can enjoy this good, good life. We can live it together. We can rise above our challenges, and we can just enjoy the blessings that we really all do have. So. Today, I want to touch on the topic of communication. Now, if you're listening live, you know we are in our holiday season. If you're listening a little bit later, then I want you to know it's like a few weeks before Christmas, so we're in the holiday season. And I thought, you know, we all have different feelings about family gatherings. So I thought, why not have a festive family fun holiday and talk about how to keep communication nice and not naughty? Yes, we want to have nice, not naughty. So let's go ahead. Let's claim it. Let's Say it out loud, and if you're in a group and you can't say it out loud, then I want you to really think it really, really loud in your mind and in your heart. Say it with me. I am awake, alert, alive, enthusiastic. All right, so I have a little joke. I haven't told a joke in a while, and I want to go ahead and give a shout out to our friend Jeff. He is the one that told me this joke. And I have been sitting on it and saving it for the holiday season. So here it is. What genre of music do elves like to listen to? Rap. Boom, boom. Yes, I'm here all week, folks. All right. Hopefully that got you a little relaxed, a little loose, a little fun, and just being able to enjoy our time together. I always like to give you um, just a little statement, a little bit of something you can claim, you can take it with you all week. And this is what I want you to think about this week. I want you to focus on what you should do and stop focusing on what you need to stop doing. Because when you focus on what you should do, then it really does drive you to take action. Don't just sit there and think, oh, really, I need to stop doing this. I need to stop doing that. That's not really healthy. That's not really good. No, what are you going to do to overcome what it is you want to stop? So focus on what you should do. Come up with your plan. All right. Already said it once. But I just think I need to remind you that he's making a list, checking it twice, gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Yes, everyone, Santa Claus is coming to town. And I want to know, do you look forward to holiday family gatherings with dread or delight? because Santa's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. So that's exactly why I thought, you know, we need to really enhance our communication and talk about how we can maybe transform these holiday gatherings from being potentially awkward to being incredibly awesome. That's exactly what I'm going to do. So I want to give you a little test because here is another thing you need to keep in mind about our relationships. And I am focusing in a lot about family relationships, but these are really all relationships. And everything that I'm going to talk about today, just dealing with communication, it really is for every area of your life. Because 
the biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it has taken place. So keep in mind that we cannot microwave relationships. And we need to really be aware of our communication preferences, the other people's communication preferences. So I'm going to touch on a few things, but I'm going to give you a test. It's pop quiz time. And I know, look, I know that I can't hear you all, but I want you to just see if you really know the answers. And they're very, they're, they're not hard. It's just a little true, false. So Here's the first one I want to ask you. True or false? The skill of written communication is more important than oral communication. It is what you say. It's false. They're all very important. In fact, I think people are doing more writing these days in their communication than they are actually audibly talking to one another. All right. The second one I want you to think about, true or false? What you say is more important than how you say it. False. It is, you know the old saying, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. So the way we deliver things is very important. And we're going to get into some of that. Um, Okay, here's the third question. I only have a couple more. If a message is clear and well organized, then the receiver will understand you. What do you think? True or false? It is false. You know, like the way I'm doing my buzzer voice, false. Okay, you know I have to crack myself up sometimes. Um, just because we think it is very well organized and very clear and we are really like getting our message out there, that doesn't mean that it's clear to the person or the people that we're talking to. So we need to keep that in mind. Here's another true false. The best way to make sure that you have understood someone is to share a personal experience of a similar situation. False. Yep, it's false because then you're making it about you. We don't want to do that. If we want to understand someone, we want to be on that topic. We want to ask clarifying questions. We really want to be right there and present with the other person. Here's my last one. Responding to a speaker by body language is really not an essential part of communicating. (gasps) Thoughts. Did y'all notice they're all thoughts? Body language is so important. In fact, research says that tone is 30% of the way we communicate. Body language is 60%. The words we're using are actually just 10% of the way we communicate. (gasps) Fascinating. So why do we communicate? Like, what's the really overall goal of communication? I mean, there's a lot of specifics that we could get into, but the overall goal of communication is typically to influence in a very positive way. Now, we don't communicate just to hear our own voice, although... You may think some people do, like y'all know those people in your life. It's like they just talk to hear themselves talk, right? But for the most part, we really do want to influence. And our ability to influence others is really based on the trust and the confidence that others have in us. It's about our level of communication power. Now, powerful communication has very little to do with a position or a title or any of that. It's about how your ideas are perceived and, you know, the trust, the behaviors, what you're doing that either builds up your communication power or it drains your communication power. So before I get into a list, y'all know that I have a list. I have a kind of a a different list today, though, but I'm going to get into that in just a minute. Let's talk a little bit about this communication power that really helps us to influence 
in a very positive way. So I want to talk about the power drainers, and then I want to give you a few power builders. All right, so let's go through the drainers first. Hesitations definitely do not build confidence. So this would be a communication power drainer. And when I talk about hesitations, I'm talking about people that use a lot of fillers like, uh, or, um, you know, <laughs> did I do that all right? I was traveling, speaking at a conference a few years ago. And I had the local news on, I think I was in San Francisco, and uh, I had the local news on and there was a story about a bit of a crime spree that had happened in an area and they were interviewing the chief of police at the time. And the way that he was responding to the reporter, in my mind, I was like, wow, he is not building up a lot of confidence because he used a lot of those hesitations. He said something to the effect, I remember this because it really stood out to me. He said something to the effect of, yeah, uh, we we think that uh, that we've got some some uh, some good leads, and uh, yeah, we're we're on the case. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but there were a lot of hesitations. So that would be a communication power drainer. Uncertainty expressions. Things like maybe, I guess, those do not build up your ability to influence. One word answers are another power drainer. You know when you're having a conversation with someone and you're trying to engage and you ask them something and they just say, yeah, no. And aren't you just thinking, okay, please, please just give me a little bit more. So that's definitely a communication power drainer. That's not an engaging conversation. And then when you use disqualifiers about yourself. Like, oh, I'm not really sure. Uh, why are you asking me? I don't know. You know, so these disqualifiers can definitely drain your communication power. And self-critical statements. Oh, I'm not very good at that. I don't think I can finish that. Uh, so these self-critical statements, again, not going to have a lot of influence on other people. And then there's one more I want to talk about, slang and vulgar expressions are really going to turn people off. So we do not want to use those when we're trying to influence and we want to have a positive influence. I mean, I don't know about you, but... I hope that I am living a life where people are not impressed by me, but hopefully impacted by me. And that's that positive influence. And everyone can be that positive influence. So let's go to the communication power builders, because I want you to be able to build your influence and have this incredible really hopeful impact on the world and on your family this holiday season and on your friends. So here's a builder for you. Take initiative. You know, sometimes you need to make the first move to start the conversation. Introduce yourself to all the guests that are coming to all of these gatherings, or maybe you're the special guest, and don't be shy. Take that initiative. Another way you can build your communication power is to uh, involve others. You know, get people involved. Ask someone to help you host or just include family members that maybe you haven't included in the past. Using you statements is another great communication power builder because when you say things like, oh, you have 
put on such a great spread or you are such a wonderful host or I really appreciate you and the work that you've put into this. So using you statements definitely builds confidence and allows you to have positive influence. Being aware of those nonverbal communication skills, you know, eye rolling, tone, your body language, being aware of that and making sure that you're putting a positive image out there is a wonderful way to build up your power. And then remembering that listening is probably the biggest part of communication. It's not always about you doing the talking. So listen and don't always dominate the conversation. So there's a little bit for you there about really why we communicate, how we can build up that communication power and not drain it so that we have influence. All right. So here's what I want to get to. As you think about your family gatherings, holiday events, people that you're around that maybe you're not regularly around, and you want to make the most of it, and you want to be able to really have some good conversation. So my list today is really going to be the obstacles that we need to overcome in order to communicate better. So I'm talking about some of the biggest communication obstacles, the things that get in our way. Because remember, I said it a minute ago, I think it was George Bernard Shaw that said it, that the biggest problem with communication is the illusion that it has taken place. So let's begin the countdown to overcoming some of these communication obstacles. So the first obstacle I want to talk about is believing that there is only one reality. We see the world through our lens. And we all have a different perspective. How many times have you heard people say, but perception is reality? And it, that saying has always just rubbed me a little wrong because perception is not always factual. So that whole statement of perception is reality it is the way that you see a situation or that you see a person, but don't we really want to know the truth, the facts? We cannot believe that our perspective is the only way to look at a situation. So take, let's just think of a word. Let's just think of a word. I'm going to throw it out there, and the word I'm thinking of is Christmas. And I want you to just ponder what comes to your mind when you think of that word Christmas, because everyone is probably running through a list of words, a list of phrases, maybe songs that come to mind when you hear the word Christmas. And I have nothing over here. I'm totally talking from the heart here. But when I think of the word Christmas, I think of my Lord and Savior, the birth of Jesus Christ. I think of the rescue mission that he came and let his son come to earth to rescue us. I think of family. I think of decorations. I think of incredible music. I love Christmas music. I think of, you know, dressing during the season with a lot of red, a lot of green, being festive. I've been wearing a Santa hat a lot lately. Um, so these are just a few things that I think of when I think of that word Christmas. Now, I bet your list was different from mine. So we all have different perspectives. And so this 
whole obstacle to communication. We need to really think about the fact that trying to understand someone else's perception is a really good idea to help us want to engage with them. And let me say this, understanding someone does not mean that you have to agree with them at the end of that conversation, but you've had wonderful dialogue and you can really understand their perspective and then you can share your perspective. So this obstacle of believing that there is only one reality, when we can overcome that, then we will want to have better communication and we will be interested in other people. So there is my first little communication obstacle. Here is another one. Choosing the wrong communication method. So think about it. I mentioned it earlier in my little pop quiz. Is written communication or oral communication more important? They are equally important. But we do so much through text and social media and email. And we really need to understand who we're talking to and what method would they like for us to communicate to them with. So if it's an email, great. If they're the kind of person that's not going to check their email very much, and then you're going to get upset because they didn't get the email, well, if you know that, you can pick the phone up and you can call them and you can fill them in. You know, maybe they do get all their information through some group that you have together with your family on uh, social media. So just keep in mind the communication method that you're using. I mean, my goodness, there are so many today. We've got email. We've got the old-fashioned telephone, picking it up and actually calling someone, right? That phone call, text messages. There's team chats. There's Facebook groups. There's instant message. There's Twitter. There's video chats. I mean, there's so many ways that we can communicate. So just Make sure you know your audience and include everybody in a communication method that they would like. So we got to get to know people, right? So that's one another obstacle that we really need to pay attention to. All right. So I want to go over one more on this list and then we'll take a short little break. But don't go anywhere right now because here is a very important obstacle to overcome when you're thinking about better communication. And it is responding defensively. Yes, sometimes instead of processing information, we immediately start protecting ourselves. You know, what we perceive may not be what the other person intended. I just talked about a few minutes ago how believing that there is only one reality to any given situation is an obstacle to overcome. And we all have different perspectives and they lead to different interpretations. So we really have got to try to be objective Let's not just immediately jump to being defensive, even though we may be hearing something that we do not care for. And you know, this goes back into several of the shows that I've had with some incredible guests about emotional intelligence. We do let our emotions really just trample all over our objectivity. <laughs> I mean, emotions do not always travel in rational channels. And so we get very worked up. We've got hot buttons and somebody is hitting it. And what do we do? We respond defensively. So I encourage you to get curious and not furious. And I've got a little acronym that's going to help with responding defensively. 
And it's all about giving ourselves a little padding so we can offer a softer response. So did you pick up on that clue? The acronym is PAD. We want to pause before we just jump down someone's throat. And then the A is we want to ask questions. Let's not assume that the way we are interpreting something is the way they intended it. So let's ask questions. And the D, and this can be really hard, especially if we're feeling defensive. We, we, we're protecting ourselves. Don't interrupt. Pad, pause, ask questions, and don't interrupt while they're answering your questions. And look, none of these things are easy to do. They may sound like common sense, maybe a little simple, but simple does not mean easy. So this obstacle to overcome for better communication, responding defensively, let's just give ourselves a little soft padded landing and let's take that pause. I say it a lot. There is so much power in the pause and I mean two to five seconds can really make all the difference in the world in the relationship because of how you choose to respond. So pause, ask questions, and don't interrupt when they're answering. All right, so I think this is a really great place to take a very short break, but don't go anywhere because you don't want to miss the rest of the list on how we can make communication nice over the holidays and not naughty. So we will be right back on The Good Good Life. Don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you ready to ignite your passion and purpose for life? Make sure you join Jan Jones each week for the Good Good Life podcast. Each week, Jan will share her expertise and insights into personal development as well as spiritual growth discoveries. From the challenges in the valleys to the victories on the mountaintops, Jan has persevered through all of them with unwavering faith and joy. Life is full of possibilities, and Jan wants to walk with you as you discover those possibilities and unleash your full potential. Rekindle the spark inside of you and rejoice in the good, good life with Jan Jones, where we will all love living and live loving. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. If you have a question or want to share your story with Jan or her guests, feel free to join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888 888- Three four six nine one four one. Now back to the show with Jan. Welcome back, everyone. We are talking about fun family festivities during the holidays, how to keep our communication nice and not naughty. We do not want to be on Santa's naughty list. So I'm giving some obstacles to be aware of in our communication. 
All right. So I'm going to continue on with the list. And uh, it's sort of a, a, a countdown, right? It's a it's a working backwards kind of list. I think I've covered seven, six, and five. So if I'm keeping track correctly, I'm on number four. And number four is failing to share information. Yes, everyone, we need to share information. Decisions that we make are based on what we know. So if we do not have all of the information, then we may make a bad or a wrong decision, or we may not make a decision at all because we didn't know that we needed to decide something. All right, so I'm I'm just going to tell you that... <laughs> And when I think about this failing to share information, and then I really have to put into practice better communication, keeping my feelings, you know, like really understanding why something hurts my feelings. And I have really uh, analyzed and reflected. I really do not like to be left out. I like to include people and I like to be included. So my mother, you all know, I love her. I love her. She is an angel on earth. She and my father just, I, I can't say enough wonderful things about my parents. And you know, my father has passed away if you've been listening, but my mother is not the best at always telling me about the family happenings. It has taken me years because my family, I'm talking about my extended family and I have a large extended family. They just didn't believe that mother wasn't telling me when there was going to be a gathering or if someone was having a baby or if somebody got engaged. Um, and, and I'm telling you, I would find out like just randomly and I would be like, what? Wait, what? So-and-so had a baby? What? And they were like, yeah, your mother told you. And I'm like, no, she did it. So it's taken me years to train my family that they need to come to me directly and tell me stuff. And look, in my mom's defense, she has so many uh, social engagements in her life that she does think that she tells me these things, but she does not always tell me. So this whole failing to share information, we need to make sure everyone is in the loop. And it kind of goes back to that obstacle I was talking about before the break of choosing the right, the correct communication method. Um, people know that I'm more prone to check my text message rather quickly than to jump on social media or something like that. So Anyway, get to know everyone and make sure that everyone is in the loop because when you feel left out, it really does, it diminishes the trust a little bit. And then you start feeling insecure, like, was I not invited? Like, did they not want me there? So... Make sure that in your communication that you are sharing the information with everyone that needs to have the information. You know, we can ask ourselves, why do people keep information to themselves? And depending on the setting, it could be a lot of reasons, but I really do think that most of the time it is just it is it is an oversight. It is an innocent oversight, and they didn't mean to leave you out. So we want to give people the benefit of the doubt. We want to have positive assumption, but there's a couple of, y'all know I love a list and I love an acronym. And when you're thinking about sharing information, don't keep it to yourself to make yourself look good or superior or better or smarter. And I want you to think about this. Are you going to decide to live by this weight with two T's at the end? W-A-I-T-T. -T. We're all in this together. Or are you living by the WIFM, 
W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? You get to decide, but I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the second one's pretty selfish. <laughs> if you didn't figure that one out already, so make sure that it's we really are all in this together. Have your accountability built in. Okay, did I tell everyone? Does everyone know? And again, I'm focusing in on all these gatherings and interactions that we have during the holidays that maybe we don't have year round, but all of this communication is really good for every area of your life. So don't, uh, don't keep the information to yourself. Failing to share information is definitely an obstacle that we want to overcome. All right, that was number four. Let's keep going. Number three is failing to be direct. And again, I am not even going to pretend that this is easy. But when we are direct and when we are honest in a very loving and respectful way, that is showing respect. That is building trust. And it can be hard because most of the time, the things that we are not direct about are the things that we have strong emotions around them. Either our feelings have been hurt or we're angry Are we, you know, one of the obstacles is we get defensive and we do need to pad our response. Remember, pause, ask questions and don't interrupt. And then we can be direct with the person because I will tell you this, you can walk away from a problem physically, but you take it with you in your soul. And you still have it lingering around until you deal with it. Because feelings that are kind of squashed and that are pushed down inside of you, if they are ignored, they will come back up even stronger. And you might have just an explosion one day over the smallest thing because you weren't direct about something a while ago. So don't ignore things. Being direct really is a form of respect, but you do need to pay attention to that delivery. Your body language and your tone are really crucial to have a positive interaction. Remember, it's not necessarily what we say, but it's how we say it. Um, and I want to I want to give you a little formula that might help. It might help you be a little more direct, and it helps us to really be the star that we all are. So here's another great little acronym for you: Star. What is the situation? Because this is what you want to open with. You know, here's the situation. When you did this or when you left me out or whatever it is, the situation. And then what did they do? That action. And what was the result of that? So the situation or the task. That's the S and the T. And then talk about the action that they took and what was the result of it. You know, maybe it was talking, the result is how you felt. The result was some end outcome that really was not what you were looking for. So really learning to be direct and not walking away and ignoring problems is going to help you with that relationship and it's going to help you be a better communicator. Um, I don't know if you all have had a chance to listen to my podcast where the amazing, incredible, brilliant, wonderful Dr. Vanita Kumar was my guest. 
And we were really focused on compassion. But she shared an amazing story about the very first time, I believe it was the first time that she had to deliver. I, I can't even imagine delivering this news as a healthcare provider, but she had to look someone in the face, in their eyes, and tell them that they were going to die like very soon because this person directly asked her that. And she said the most compassionate thing she could do was to be direct back. And it was so moving. And that person just hugged her and squeezed her hand and was so grateful for the honesty and the love and the care that was poured into her in these really rough moments in life. And I just think about that when I think about the obstacle you know, failing to be direct. When you can be direct and honest with someone, you really are showing them love and respect. So let's try to be direct. Let's not avoid issues. Let's not carry things with us so that we can move on and we can really have a wonderful relationship with people. Okay, so that was number three. Here is number two obstacles to overcome for better communication. Breaching confidentiality. Look, when someone tells you something and they ask you to keep it confidential, what does that mean? That means that they wholly and fully trust you. And you know, a relationship is only as strong as the level of trust in it. And if you breach that confidentiality request, if you breach that trust, then communication is definitely going to break down. Uh, People may not want to be around you. They certainly are going to have a hard time talking to you and telling you, you know, about life and what's going on with them because they are going to be concerned that you are going to go and spread it to other people. So when someone asks you to keep something private, make sure you do that because it will break communication down if you do not. All right. Y'all doing the drum roll? That was number two. Here is one of the biggest, the biggest obstacles to overcome with communication. Failing to listen. Yes, I mentioned it earlier that listening is a huge part of communication. There is a wonderful Native American proverb that I think of a lot, and it goes like this. Listen, or your tongue will make you deaf. Yeah, that is powerful. So here's a lot of the things that we do when we are failing to actually listen, because what we need to do is we need to listen to understand the other person. We don't want to just react. We don't want to think that we already know what they're going to say. We've already got our response in our head. We really want to be present. So what are some other ways that we listen? Well, one way is we just completely ignore people, right? We make no effort to listen. We are not showing them very much respect when we do that. Are there's a couple that we do, and I don't think we always do it intentionally, but we pretend listen sometimes, don't we? We we act like we're listening, we're there, you know, but we're not really listening. We're just pretend listening, and then 
Sometimes we have selective listening where we really only tune in and pay attention to the parts that interest us. My mom used to joke about my dad that he had uh, sometimers, like sometimes he would listen and then sometimes he wouldn't. Um, I always thought that was funny because my dad was wonderful. But we do have selective hearing, selective listening, and we're only going to pay attention to what we think is interesting. So another huge way that we listen And I talk about this a lot with my coaching and in classes and seminars that I teach, but autobiographical listening. And this is when we're listening, but we're comparing their story to our own life experience. And then our response is usually something about us. We tell someone how they should feel. We tell someone what they need to do in this relationship or, you know, we tell someone, oh yes, I've been through that exact same thing. Let me tell you how I got over it. And then all of a sudden the conversation is about them or about you. If you're doing your autobiography with the person, you know, if you have ever been around someone and you're pouring your heart out and you're maybe you're going through a tough time and it's a dear friend, a loved one, and they respond by telling you their experience or their story or, you know, something they are dealing with. And in your mind, have you ever thought, oh, Okay, well, I guess we are on you now. Have you ever thought that? Because people really autobiographically listen with the best of intentions. I mean, they do it from a really good place. And most people don't realize that they're doing it. It's usually a real aha moment when I can have long conversations with people about the way that they listen. And look, it's kind of our natural way to listen is to compare it to something that we've been through or advice we want to give or, you know, really telling them a way they should have reacted instead of the way that they did. And when we do all of that, we're trying to help. But really what they need is for us to just listen. And to be there in that moment with them and not to make it about us, but to stay in it with them. And this is the way that we do that. And it's called empathy. Empathy and empathic listening is really trying to imagine that you're in their position. And you really open up your heart and your mind. And you're just there. You stay on topic with what they want to talk about. You reflect how they're feeling. You ask some really good questions, but you stay on topic of what they are discussing. So I'm spending a little bit of time on this obstacle because listening is a huge part of communication, and we fail to listen so often. And I do it. I I respond autobiographically. Sometimes I know I'm doing it, but, you know, if it's a close person like you know, my husband, Jim, or some of my best friends, they know me and you can really have a more relaxed conversation that way sometimes. But sometimes I have to catch myself. And that's why we need that pause because I want to jump in there and talk about an experience I've had or shed some light on something that, you know, I overcame that I think will help them. And there is always a time and a place for that. But make sure that they have been fully heard and that you are just with them in that moment. So I try to stop myself. I really do try to stop myself sometimes. I'm like, "Mm, 
you know what, this is, that story is about me and that's not what I need to share right now. I need to just listen and find out more about what they are saying. Listening is so important. It even says in scripture, James 1, 19 through 20 says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And you know, that goes back to that obstacle that really breaks down our communication of responding defensively. We need to be slow to speak and quick to hear. Um, David Augsburger said this, and I just thought this is the perfect way to put how important listening is. Being heard is so close to being loved that the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. Isn't that so true and powerful? Have you ever just wondered, when is it going to be my turn? When am I going to get a chance to talk? When are they going to actually listen to me and stop interrupting me? When are they going to show that they care? My opinion matters. My feelings matter. Being heard is so close to being loved that for the average person, they are almost indistinguishable. Mm, That's so powerful. All right. So that was the end of my list. We talked about seven obstacles to overcome. Is that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yes. I'm going to tell you what they are. Believing there is only one reality. Number seven. Number six, choosing the wrong communication method. Number five, responding defensively. Number four, failing to share information. Number three, failing to be direct. Number two, breaching confidentiality. And number one is failing to listen. We talked about how communication is about influence. And when you are an effective communicator, not only do you influence, but you inspire as well. You know, we have a choice in every single interaction. We can either build people up or we can tear them down with our words. And my question is, do you want to be a stumbling block? Or do you want to be a stepping stone for other people? Thank you so much for joining me. It has been another wonderful time with all of you. And I cannot wait for you to join me again for the next show. But until then, you go and you enjoy this good, good life where you love living and you live loving. I will be with you again. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of The Good Good Life with Jan Jones. We hope today was meaningful for your personal journey. We'll be back next week. Until then, continue to love living and live loving.